How to Recognize Phony Comedic Teachings So you're relatively new to this comedic knowledge, or just in a state of confusion about it. You're excited about what it can offer you, but there are so many voices, who can you trust? Hi, this is Reginald Kuakaru. Because I've been where you are on this journey, I'm going to help you avoid the phony comedic teachings and become a more discriminating student about this knowledge and information. This video will be very helpful to you. I wish I would have had it when I first began learning this knowledge. It would have saved me a lot of time and frustration. What you will gain from this video is a foundation on how these ideas should be taught through documentation on Egyptian spiritual science you can research and verify at a later date when you're ready. Not just my opinion. I'll teach you the number one mistake all the bad and ill-informed teachers make. I'll teach you how to recognize the second biggest mistake all the bad and ill-informed teachers make. You will learn the basic framework surrounding the comedic teachings that will help you quickly recognize the phony teachings. I'll give you a couple of examples of how the knowledge is misapplied with the bad teachers and connect you to the deeper esoteric knowledge of the ancient comedic science. I'll also update the ancient terminology and connect you conceptually to our modern usage. In other words, they talked and wrote about metaphysical concepts back in the day just like we do in modern times. They just phrased it in a different terminology. Good comedic teaching can help you to understand these ideas and evolve to another level of consciousness and become bold and confident about the possibilities you can create in your life. Bad teachings will make you feel confused, frustrated, and stagnant. Whether you're learning from me or someone else, I want you to know this basic foundation so you can quickly recognize the shallow and elementary level teachings. So here are a few tips for exposing phony comedic teachings. The entire body of Egyptian science is concerned with the law of creation with the soul as the central figure. What's not widely understood is that the teachings are about teaching you how to access what we call superpowers in modern times. In reality, there are powers that humanity has access to through the soul. These concepts deal with the laws of nature not limited to earth and what we experience through our five senses. They envision mankind as a seed with the potential to grow with something greater with the right nourishment. In other words, the soul of mankind contains within it all that's possible within the universe. The above quote is your first clue to what bad comedic science teachers don't understand. The teachings are about you as a soul and how you can use the physical body as a tool for perfecting and evolving. This is why many of the ideas were passed down in myths and allegory. Because these ideas could not be expressed in regular language, symbols, myth, and allegories were needed to convey them in a proper way. The bad comedic teachers do not understand what an allegory is, nor how multidimensional the symbols are. An allegory is defined as a story with two levels of meaning. The first is, of course, the surface story and the events happening in the story. The events and people are just the prop, so to speak. Ancient writers might use an event to serve as a scaffold for deeper metaphysical knowledge. I'll show you how by using a Bible story that you probably know but never understood the deeper esoteric meaning of it. The bad teacher, of course, will give their knowledge away and oftentimes tell you they're not a teacher. 
self-deprecating because they don't want to be held accountable for what they teach. But the cost and time lost and frustration for you is immense. There are generally two major types of erroneous teachings regarding these myths. The first major error all the bad teachers makes is this. They believe the stories to be about literal historical people that were African ancestors. This is completely untrue and makes this knowledge absolutely useless to you except for entertainment purposes. For example, they might say Asar or Osiris and Tahuti are ascended masters like Jesus. I've actually heard people make that assertion. The problem here is that all three of them are based on the personification of Egyptian netters or natural laws of the universe. In today's terminology, we say universal laws. The ancient concept of universal is what we call divine in modern times. In other words, the updated understanding is our modern term universal is what the ancients called divine. Netters represent functions of the universe and nature. Their personages are anthropomorphized representations. These are the functions that cannot be expressed or explained with words because they're oftentimes expressing concepts that are outside of our five human senses. The Greeks and Romans humanized the ideas of universal laws. In other words, they believed that their gods were human-like, that interacted with mankind, had babies that were half-mortal and half-god and goddesses. The above quote from the book Sacred Science is telling you that the myths were the ancient Egyptians' way of expressing abstract ideas that words couldn't totally convey. The personifications of natural laws are not literal or historical people. Those that teach you they were real people are in grave error. For example, Jesus is a personification by the Romans of a natural law that is an aspect of all of humanity not some special miraculous God-man. The second bad comedic teacher's type is they know the story is a myth. However, they believe the myth is the message. In other words, once you learn the myths, you got it. That's all you need to know. Just memorize the myth. That's not true. For example, Set and Horus mythically battled each other because Set killed Osiris and cut him into pieces. A pretty gruesome death. At some point, Horus defeats Set and avenges his father's death. Horus becomes known as the Avenger. You will see and hear this on many websites and YouTube videos. The problem is that the bad comedic teachers end their knowledge with the story as if it's the knowledge you're supposed to learn and memorize. In reality, there are deep metaphysical principles that the story is meant to convey. The sacred science quote above is explaining that the myths are to be used like a prop that helps evoke your intuitive wisdom regarding the function of the universal laws. The thing or the story is not the message that is being described. The story is expressing a universal application of principles. The biblical story of Isaac, Esau, and Jacob is a prime example of this in the Bible. Theologians will tell you that Jacob lied and stole something from Esau. But the story esoterically was expressing ancient metaphysical science that we call New Age today. The biblical story was that the father Isaac was blind. Theologians, just like the bad comedic teachers, will focus on the story about deception. But the story is not the true message that the mystic writers were conveying. 
The people in the story are a prop to make you intuitively think deeper. Isaac as a blind father is a representation of universal law. In other words, universal law is blind. I give you a short version of the story in Genesis 27 verse 1 through 35. In the story, Isaac instructed Esau to go hunting and bring him back the kill so that he could give Esau his blessing. While he was out, Rebekah, the mother, instructed Jacob to dress and pretend he was Esau so that the father would bestow his blessing on Jacob. After Jacob did all of his shenanigans, Isaac, a little suspicious, asked Jacob to come close so that he could feel him. Then eventually asked, Are you my son Esau? To which Jacob said, I am. The father then bestowed the blessing on Jacob. But the story was about metaphysical law, not deception. The events of the story were constructed to show that the universe is blind to whomever feels right. In other words, when you are at the right vibration for which you desire, the universe will bestow its blessing on you. When you have a desire, the universe is waiting on you to send the right feeling or vibration so it knows what to send you. This is what the ancient African spiritual science is teaching. This knowledge is what is being passed down in the Bible stories. This is the knowledge you're missing when you keep arguing about whether Jesus is real or not. The story is not the message. It's the wisdom of the universal laws underneath the story and the esoteric message about how to use them for your benefit that's important, not who the person is in the story or what they did necessarily. The father is blind except to what you truly feel and believe. This is why the way we were taught to pray as Christians is so hit and miss. It's just a matter of how it's done. And the way we were taught and the reasons for prayer have very little to do with how to access the father. Now, don't get stuck on the literal idea of a father here. It's esoteric language expressing metaphysical knowledge, not a man that you pray to. That's the church and bad comedic teachers thinking. Most people get stuck on this level with comedic knowledge because the teachers don't know any better. If you only know the myths and stories, then you'll completely miss the deep esoteric wisdom and metaphysical science expressed in these stories. I expressed a number of levels in which the universal or divine laws apply to your everyday life. Unfortunately, many of these bad comedic teachers only regurgitate what they read, and you'll stay stuck in a life you want to change but have no idea how when you follow bad teachings. The problem is that their limited interpretation of this knowledge is not about fixed ideas. It's more about understanding how the principle can show up in different ways in creation and your life. With their fixed explanation, the bad comedic teachers are no different than a church preacher giving you a sermon and their interpretation about what each scripture and story of Esau, Isaac, and Jacob is supposed to mean. Even the mother and the clothing in the story have deeper esoteric meaning. Most of us accepted and believed on faith that the story was historical. That's an error in teaching these ancient metaphysical concepts that keep you unaware and unconscious. That's the symbolic meaning of biblical Lazarus. 
Him being dead is not an actual physical death, but symbolic of living in a state of being unaware of the universal laws that operate above physical law that can improve your life. Ancient Egyptians taught that the true wisdom is a revelation from within your own inner well of knowledge and wisdom, not believing and accepting someone else's interpretation. So any teacher telling you the meaning of the myths as a fixed idea does not understand the depth and universality of the information being encoded into the story. Ancient Kemetic or Egyptian myths are some of the most beautifully and intricately designed tools for teaching spiritual science the planet has ever known. These ideas were passed along in what became the Bible. They're a framework of symbolic expression. Here's our modern definition of myth that most of us are trained in the West to think of them. Modern myth is a traditional story, a widely held but false belief, a misrepresentation of the truth, a fictitious or imaginary thing. Modern myth definitions are not how the ancients thought or used mythology. The above quote from the Egyptian miracle is talking about the aha moment, the shock when you have that light bulb that comes on. Your consciousness is expanded at that moment. You awaken something from within. That's a Christ moment. That's when Lazarus is awakened from the dead. The true esoteric knowledge will empower you. It will put you in a frame of mind that there are no limitations to what you can achieve in your life because you know the universal laws. The spiritual science is supposed to give you tools to cope with life and come out triumphant through understanding your true power from the soul level and know how to rise above physical law on the earth plane to using universal laws. In the Bible story, Isaac asked Jacob, are you my son Esau? And Jacob's answer was not just yes, but I am. What that means is, is that the father or the universe will accept as you, whatever you believe you are. Religious teachings make you affirm ideas like, I am weak, but he is strong. I am a sinner that always falls short. I am nothing without God. Comedic science will help you understand that your mind has to be right in order to create and manifest the life you desire. Next is the underlying framework that most attempting to teach comedic science don't even know. This framework connects the dots to the Bible and back to comedic science. The bad teachers have no clue that the basic truth and foundation of the myths is actually numbers or numerology. This is the basic framework and foundation of all the mythology and biblical stories. In other words, the original myths are explaining how the numbers characterize aspects of nature and their function. In ancient Egypt, numbers were not just about counting things. They had characteristics. For example, the number one meant a whole, something that was unified. The number two meant opposition and sexuality and the fact that it takes two opposites to create. The myths are explaining the different functions of the numbers as nature becomes physical and descends into matter. Therefore, the myths and the numbers are linked in order to be true to the original idea of the muthoi or the origin of the word myth as wise formulas like mathematical formulas. 
Often the same personages appear in different myths because the functions can play out in different ways. For example, the principle of perpetual renewal is Yeusa, a.k.a. Jesus. Yeusa is on the universal level of creation. He's the son of Atum and Yeusaeus. If you don't know the numbers, you cannot understand why Horus changes names to Yeusa. They're both the same principle. When you understand the principle and function of the numbers being expressed, you can then easily see how it is being expressed in the Bible but using different names. I showed you that in my previous video with the names Joshua, Yeshua, and Jesus. Understanding the coded language in the myths also bring the Bible alive again from the grave of literal historical facts. I personally fought within myself that the Bible could still have any value or relevance. But when I began uncovering the coded language, it opened up again. I know Christians will hear that last sentence and think it means I read the Bible from their exoteric perspective. But I don't. So don't get it twisted. What you were taught in Christianity and what I know is two different levels. Christianity is like swimming in the kiddie pool and believing it's the ocean because your parents told you that. This knowledge can get really complex, but too many teachers only know some very basic ideas like the myths and want to present them as the totality of pharaonic teachings. Don't get fooled. The story is a piece of the puzzle, not the true message you're supposed to get. Now the next one is, they should know that the essence of ancient comedic teachings is that sound and vibration is the source of everything in the universe. This goes back and directly links with the story of Isaac, Jacob, and Esau. In one of the scriptures, Isaac asked Jacob to come closer so that I can feel you. Symbolically, that means the universe responds to your feelings. Feelings and emotions are your vibration and how the universe recognizes your desires. Many bad comedic teachers are oblivious to the metaphysical concepts. This idea of vibration is truly what the word of God is. It's not a book. It's the essence of creation as sound, vibration, and harmony. You're that essence in human form. Sound creates all forms. It's what connects you to the universe. It's what the ancients knew was how you express your authentic self. It's how you know you're living life in resonance as your soul self. The last point to recognize phony comedic teachers is they use confusing terms to seem more knowledgeable. Any good teacher will simplify the material and put it in a language you can understand. In the end, it's not how much I know, but how much you learn and can apply. The bad comedic teachers will use the ancient words they read without the ability to put them in the terms that you use in modern times. If you can't understand the words, then they're not communicating the ideas. As a school teacher, I always knew part of teaching new concepts was connecting my students to concepts they were familiar with so they could understand the new stuff. In other words, the new idea is similar to this that you already know. If you're just learning for the sake of knowledge and some fun facts, then learning words you have very little connection to or understanding of may be fine. 
But if you're learning to understand and apply this knowledge, it's frustrating. I know it from experience. There's an acronym in the cryptocurrency world. It's ELI5. That means explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old. In other words, break it down in such a way that a five-year-old can understand it. A bad teacher will only be able to explain to you what he or she has read with very little ability to explain it in different ways for you to understand it. This one goes back to them only having the ability to read and regurgitate the knowledge. It's analogous to copying someone's homework, but not understanding it enough to be able to explain it back to the teacher. One of the bad comedic teacher's tricks is to take a page out of religion and make you feel like something is wrong with you for not understanding their bad teaching, so that you don't ask questions they can't answer. Think about good teachers back in school and how they made you feel. They made you feel confident about what you were learning and that you were capable of learning it. Not the opposite of being so unsure you can't even ask them a question for fear of feeling dumb. Any good teacher should use language and terms that aid you in understanding. You should not conform to the knowledge of the teacher. The teacher should be able to reach you on your level and bring you and your consciousness up. That means use modern terminology to explain the ancient concepts so that you can use it in your life rather than trying to figure out what they're talking about. So there's two basic types of teachers here. What many of these bad teachers amount to is functioning like a librarian. Now, that's no insult intended for librarians here. But what I mean by the analogy is that a librarian is in possession of thousands of books, but they don't know all the knowledge within them or how to apply it all. That's not their job. But you need this knowledge and how to apply it in your life. Too many people just read the book and believe they're done. True learning comes with life experience. Wisdom cannot be gained from a book. It has to be learned through experience. This universal knowledge will not be learned from reading about it. You have to practice it and experience it. The librarian type will stop calling themselves a Christian, but will continue to operate as if you were religious. They will judge others, talk bad about lifestyles they don't agree with, Deep down, they won't be confident or like who they are for any number of reasons. In other words, they'll remain a Lazarus in a state of unawareness. The other teachers will really function as a scientist when it comes to this knowledge. A scientist uses the scientific method, which in short is the collection of data through observation, experimentation, and formulation and testing of hypotheses. Life is your laboratory. You observe your life, form hypotheses, and test different outcomes. If all you do is accumulate knowledge, you will not elevate consciously. The knowledge is about enhancing your life and elevating you to the idea that you are more than your physical body. You're an energetic, multidimensional being living for a short time in human form. When you learn and grasp the essence of these teachings, you'll truly become a god or goddess. It's so much more than gaining interesting facts and knowledge. It's about practical life application that will enhance your life rather than constrain it. 
If you want to truly begin to restructure your whole psyche for success and bold living, then you have to learn the difference between good comedic science teaching and the bad teaching. I hope this guide will help you along your journey. Thank you for watching. Please like and share the video with those who will benefit.